BG Mania, a video game music podcast for December 5th, 2020, is presented by leveldowngames.com. You are listening to Blasty Main Theme from Cruise Chaser Blasty, released April 30th, Weekly video game music and discussion podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and if you're new around here, what we like to do on this show is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes. Each and every Wednesday, myself and a special guest will sit down and chat about a particular topic, theme, game, or composer. We'll listen to some really excellent music, and then on Saturdays, we'll have another episode up for your weekend listening pleasure. But the good news is, listening to both episodes weekly should keep you under two hours. Do us a quick favor if you don't mind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts where you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating in the review so we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. Today on BG Mania, it's time for an appreciation episode as we enter the holiday season. Done every three months here on the podcast, these former deep dives are used to show our appreciation to each composer that we focused on throughout the last three and a half years. Speaking, of course, this time about Nobuo Uematsu, he was born March 21st, 1959, and is, of course, best known for his contributions throughout the years while working alongside Square Enix and various bands in the Black Mages and Distant Worlds. A man after our own heart here at Level Down Games, he's also a lover of professional wrestling, and before he fell in love with music, he used to want to be tearing it up inside the squared circle alongside the greats like Antonio Inoki, the great Suzuki, and Jushin Thunder Liger. Hey! And if you like wrestling, check out our wrestling podcast dedicated to all elite wrestling, starring myself and streamer Dan. <laughs> Back to Uematsu, a self-taught musician with an absolute love for Elton John. He began playing the piano at the age of 12, and then in 1986, upon joining Squaresoft, the rest, as they say, is history. This time, I've invited friend of the show and fellow podcasting host Bedroth to sit in with me as we share our admiration for an absolute legend in Mr. Nobuo Uematsu. As usual, we present tracks in blocks of threes, and everything today is in release order. 
listening to Sunset Coastline from Rad Racer, released October 1st, 1987. listening to Town Music from Square No Tom Sawyer, released March 19th, 1989. listening to Magitech Research Facility from Final Fantasy VI, released October 11th, 1994.
All right, and we are back in here with, seems to be uh, happening quite often, which is kind of nice. Bedroth, you're back. Second time in a three-week span. Yeah, it is kind of nice. I'm digging it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice having you here. And today, I uh, I invited you to kind of do this Nobuyumatsu appreciation episode with me, which when I brought it up to you, you were quick to, uh, to jump and say yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uematsu is one of the one of the rock stars of EGM, so it's a it's an honor. I actually was kind of surprised when uh, you mentioned it because I was like, no, they had to have already covered Uematsu, but no, you've been no, yeah, <laughs> we've we've been doing these. Uh, we used to call them deep dive episodes since uh, BG Mania started, and recently, over the last like two, we switched them into like actual just appreciation episodes instead mm -hmm. of a deep dive. Yeah, and for whatever reason, we've never ever done Nobuyumatsu. I mean, we've done some heavy hitters, but this one was always kind of like there and special to me because he is one of my favorite composers in the gaming industry. And I mean, really just in any industry when it comes to music, because he transcends v VGM because of obviously black mages and, right. you know, everything else that he does outside of video gaming. So just one of my, I guess, favorite musicians out there because of, of how he's connected with me through a lot of games that I grew up with. So I, I do have a special place in my heart for him. And this was always an episode that I was really looking forward to doing. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And I actually, you know, we talked last time about how uh, Ease Origin was my first Ease game. Um, I have played several Final Fantasy games, but I've never actually finished one. <laughs> um, the closest I came was uh, Mystic Quest, which wasn't even a Uematsu joint. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that said, I have actually played several of the games on the list nights. Uh, beaten a couple of them and uh, but it's interesting because since you did kind of take your time and coming back to Uematsu you've already played a lot of music from a lot of Final Fantasy games oh yeah we have played the vast majority of like deep dives into each Final Fantasy game mm -hmm. there for a while. Yep. We were focusing strictly on those games alongside, you know, Legend of Zelda and Mario. We were doing these kind of like three top franchises for the longest time. And then, I mean, we've even done a lot of coverage on some Final Fantasy spinoff titles. So, yeah, Nobuyumatsu, it was kind of hard to find things that, like, really stuck out as as unique and were good to include in an episode of, like, where we're trying to do this appreciation and show a vast range and that kind of stuff. But I think we actually did a pretty good job here. But funny enough, we, we really omitted Final Fantasy, except for, what, I picked one from Final Fantasy VI. Yes. And and that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. well, I, uh, so whenever I put together playlists for uh, shows I guest on or for my own shows, even, I will usually have a pretty long list of songs. And then I'll go through and kind of call out the ones that I know um, that either aren't going to be a good pick for that episode or just aren't as good as some of the other picks or that I want to save for a future episode. And then I, you know, I kind of leave it with the cream of the crop that I think is best for that episode. I did have several Final Fantasy picks on my long list, 
and then as I went through the uh, you know the magic spreadsheet, <laughs> um, yes, you had, yes, you had already played all of them. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and it's not surprising that we had. I mean, right. it is you know one of my favorite gaming franchises out there. Oh yeah, uh, counting down the days till we find out more information on Final Fantasy 16, and I really do hope, kind of like how Uematsu was involved in the remake of Final Fantasy 7. You know, they they did that hollow. Uh, main theme track, which we did play on an episode of Radio Hour in the past. Um, I'm hoping he will do something similar for Final Fantasy 16, where he helps compose either portions of the soundtrack or just the main theme, because he tends to always come back to do the main theme for uh-huh. every Final Fantasy. Yeah, he's kind of like, uh, like Koji Kondo in that way. He always seems to come back and do at least one or two big things for the later releases. Yeah, just just one amazing, you know, knocks it out of the park track and then the rest of it will be handed off to someone else that will do an amazing job. But he always is, you know, there with a presence. And, and I do like that. You know, he's not kind of slipped away like some of these other composers have that were around in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. that we don't hear from anymore. Yeah. Like, I like that he's still in our face in 2020. Yes, definitely so. Working on stuff still, too. I mean, he's got... Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink that is being worked on with Psy Games, the the studio that does Grand Blue Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game has been in development for years, but I know he is one of the composers on that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that comes to PS5 now that that's released instead of PlayStation 4, if and when it ever does officially release. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, Uematsu has always been a big fan of uh, Koichi Sujiyama, which uh, he's I'm sure he's not alone among Japanese composers. Sujiyama is kind of like the grandfather of it. So, But, you know, as we know, Sujiyama is still around doing Dragon Quest, even though he's like approaching 90, if not already there. And so if, I, if I, Uematsu I think he's knocking that, on I think he's knocking on 90's door. I want to he might be 89 yeah, yeah. he's a definitely a legend though that we've talked a lot about here on the podcast as well and so if uematsu emulates that and we'll still have him for another you know another decade or so still be enjoying his music so man another 30 yep. years if he keeps that up he's only 61 right yeah. now so it's true we could have a lot more uematsu in the future which would be you know just amazing because it's so good <laughs> well uh, speaking of more uematsu what what are we going to be uh, playing next well we just listened obviously before you and i came back to magitech research facility from final fantasy 6 which is probably the game that made me fall in love i think with with nobu uematsu i know that i was kind of introduced to his music a bit earlier than that um and, and this was back when i was a child and i really wasn't putting two and two together at the time but like now that i'm old enough to know okay you know when i played final fantasy in 1989 or whatever it was that was actually uematsu and i but i just didn't know that at the time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i think the the first time that i knew it was uematsu and i knew that i loved his music was when final fantasy 6 slash 3 here in the states at the time released on the super nintendo in 94 because i was eight years old And, you know, I was just fully ingrained in the Super Nintendo at the time. Video games were becoming a much more bigger part of my life at that point. And music also was starting to become a bigger point or a bigger part of my life at that point. And and yeah, Final Fantasy VI was probably the point that I fell in love with with Uematsu. But that's not what you asked me. You asked me what we were (laughs) going to be listening to next. And I kind of got off on a tangent there based on what we already listened to. We're actually going to listen to two tracks you picked next. uh, Silent Light from 
Chrono Trigger, which an amazing game yes. and an amazing and actually, soundtrack. A lot of what you said about uh, Final Fantasy VI kind of applies to me with uh, with Chrono Trigger. I did not, I didn't know the composers per se, but Chrono Trigger was the first time I really became immersed in the music of a game and noticed the music separate from the game it was in. Um, it was around the same time that the song I still kind of think of as what really clenched my love for BGM, which is Ice Cap Zone from Sonic 3, around the same time I experienced that. But Chrono Trigger, of course, the whole soundtrack, just front to back, like Final Fantasy VI, um, is just one of the masterpieces of video game music in any generation. And, and in terms of Uematsu's like, discography and composing career, those games were back to back. Final Fantasy VI followed up by 1995's Chrono Trigger. So if, if you didn't fall in love with him with Final Fantasy VI, you probably did, like you said, with Chrono Trigger because they were so closely released together. I know you've already talked about it on the show, so I won't belabor the point, but of course, um, Yasunori Mitsuda was the lead composer on Chrono Trigger. It was his kind of debut um, as a composer. And I really like just the idea of Uematsu kind of, I know a lot of it is he stepped in to help with some music because Yasunori Mitsuda worked himself sick. Uh, it's kind of a famous story now. Yes. But I also kind of I like to think of Uematsu at that point as kind of a mentor to Mitsuda, who of course went on also to compose amazing soundtracks. But yeah, Silent Light, um, like a lot of really great songs, uh, is um, was actually an Uematsu composition, um, and uh, it was it was really cool because I was vetting my tracks with um, Shukapau and Desklight, my oldest two kids who joined me on my podcast. And um, when I played this, Chrono Trigger is one of Shukapau's favorite soundtracks. And I played this song. He said, wait, this was Uematsu. (laughs) (laughs) But you mentioned we're playing two songs that I picked. Yes. Yeah. And and we always do structure these episodes in chronological release order. So Chrono Trigger, uh, we're jumping kind of far between Chrono Trigger and and the next one, because again, like I said, Chrono Trigger was 95. We're jumping to 2005, so 10 years. We're skipping over Final Fantasy VII. We're skipping over Final Fantasy VIII, nine, 10, all that. I mean, we've, we've played a majority of music from those games, which is why we're skipping over them. Well, and it's also, it's kind of cool because it's like two different iterations of Uematsu. You've got kind of the early years and then we get into his work exactly. on, on the DS. There's quite a bit of DS tonight and then some, you know, some later PlayStation. And that's where yeah. we're actually going after Chrono Trigger would be to Egg Monster Hero, uh, which which uh, you you told me was called Boss Battle because it's in Japanese and I didn't yes. actually put it into a translator or look it up to see what it was titled. <laughs> And then, of course, we're going to kick to the main theme from uh, Blue Dragon after oh, that. Man. So. And yeah, we'll uh, I'll have some some to say about uh, a little bit about Egg Monster and then some about Blue Dragon as well when we get back. So, yeah, I, w- I want you to talk to me about those, because especially Egg Monster Hero, it's a game that I've not played. So let's listen to these three tracks. And then when we get back, we'll chat about that one. You're listening to Silent Light from Chrono Trigger, released August 11th, 1995.
Hey everybody, it's Jessica here, and I decided to do my own podcast called Romance Me Up. That's where every other week I like to discuss with you guys casually different romantic visual novels and help you guys get romanced up on a bi-weekly basis. If you guys like to talk about romance visual novels or even just to like to listen to romantic visual novel music or just visual novel music in general, please feel free to join me again every other week. I will see you guys then and until then, keep the romance alive. You're listening to Boss Battle from Egg Monster Hero, released March 24th, 2005. You're listening to Main Theme from Blue Dragon, released August 28th, 2007.
Rights, and uh, you just listened to Silent Light from Chrono Trigger, the boss battle theme from Egg Monster Hero, and the main theme from Blue Dragon. Jumping from SNES 10 years to the DS, as Brian mentioned. And Brian, had you ever heard of Egg Monster Hero or the series that it came from before this? You know, I, I had heard of Egg Monster Hero, but I never knew that it was part of an actual franchise with multiple games that I looked into after you mm -hmm. submitted your yeah, list. I, I had never heard of it either. I actually kind of once my early picks kind of dwindled down, I actually went to Ematsu's page on Wikipedia and looked at some of his other discography to see if I could find some cool stuff. And I saw this Egg Monster Hero game and I was intrigued. And yeah, without going too deep into it, Egg Monster Hero is the fourth game in the high Juku Hero series, which is all Japanese only. Egg Monster Hero is the, um, it came the closest to being released in North America, but uh, it never actually made it over here. These games, though, um, the music apparently is pretty famous in them. Almost all of them from the very first one in 1988 got uh, bonus discs released of the soundtrack. And Uematsu has composed most of them. The second one in the series was actually composed by uh, Koichi Sugiyama. And yep. yep. Oh, how funny. <laughs> and uh, Uematsu came back and did, did this one. one. One of the rare non-Dragon Quest games that he ever did. <laughs> yep, yep. Because he didn't do too many games that weren't Dragon Quest related. And I really loved this... Uh, this Egg Hero track. It was one of the only ones I could find that uh, that really stood out to me, and it does stand out, I think, from the rest of the playlist tonight, because it, it didn't sound like anything to me as much as something from the, uh, you know, the powerful pro games, the baseball games? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you uh, go back to um, actually one of the uh, episodes of my my show that I talked about the first time I was on the um, Five Finger Fanfare episode, we played a track from one of the powerful pro games, and this boss battle from Egg Monster hero just that bombastic really high-flying high energy um sort of you know japanese rock type of style uh it, it was it was all over that track and it's all over this one too what i really liked about that particular track was the bass line like it just it, it's so up in your face and it, it just it's it's awesome dude it's so good <laughs> it's so good and then we went to blue dragon have you ever played blue dragon oh yeah blue dragon is one of my favorite xbox 360 jrpgs there's and we're, and we're playing music from both we're gonna actually kick to uh the next one lost odyssey right with our with the start of our next block of music but but those two games were two of my favorite jrpgs from the 360 that were kind of exclusive at the time very cool i have i've come really close a couple of times to picking up the uh, the ds version there's it's been uh, fairly cheap at half price books the last couple of times i went and uh, i just haven't ever bit the bullet on it because i don't have a lot of time to game these days <laughs> but 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 the music uh, when i heard it was uematsu um i checked out the soundtrack and uh, when i played this one tonight for for the kids dusklight said that it sounds a a lot like fantasy life which is one of her favorites and I, there was quite a bit from oh, uh, nice. Uematsu around this time that's the ds games all have kind of a, a a similar sound not like he repeats himself or anything like that but just a similar sort of uh sort of sound font i think and um he's also really fond of his trumpets and um yeah and and he does some of the best trumpet on the ds because the ds of course can sound a little bit 
uh, it's a diplomatic way to put this. It, it's not quite on the same level as, a, a, you know, a home console. I've never been a huge fan of yeah. the DS's sound chip. And so when... <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I've stated that before on the podcast. I'm not a big fan like of the, the DS's GBA sound in chip. that way. They're not the best sound chips. So when a composer comes along like uh, Shogo Sakai in Mother 3 or like Uematsu on his DS games um, and really can make the sound, the compositions shine through that sound, it's, it's all the more impressive. Yeah, you can definitely tell the experience pays off in that regard because they just know what they're doing a lot more than others do and make it sound better. <laughs> I liked about Blue Dragon and, and, you know, this kind of takes us right into our next track that we're going to listen to when we kick to the music again with Lost Odyssey, uh, both games being developed by Mistwalker mm-hmm. and kind of spearheaded by Hironobu Sakaguchi. It was cool getting that crew back together for games again. And it's something that I wish they would do again because Mistwalker is still out there. We have another track that we're going to, I think it closes out the show. Does it yes, not? Isn't yeah. Terra? But yeah, Terra yeah, Battles last Terra on Battle the playlist too. today, which is also Mistwalker and mm-hmm. Hiro Noble Sakaguchi. Like they're still out there doing mobile games. They just don't do console games anymore. And it pisses me off because <laughs> Microsoft is, is like so in this zone right now of scooping up and purchasing studios and making them part of their, you know, their first party lineup just buy yeah. Mistwalker, man have this amazing japanese powerhouse of a studio and, and give us these jrpgs again on xbox series xs on pc i think it would benefit them a lot and it makes me mad that they don't do it it makes a lot of sense and I don't know. Maybe that's why a lot of times these uh, developers just don't do what seems to make sense to the consumer. <laughs> that's true. This, uh, that is the true. Lost Odyssey track, a never ending journey that you're talking about. I think after listening to everything a few times, I think this is my favorite track of the night, man. This is I, I was hoping yeah. it would be because it's one of my favorite tracks from Lost Odyssey and one of my actual favorite tracks that I think Uematsu it's has ever composed. Piece of music. So before we chat about it, Let's listen to it, and then you and I will be back because we're also going to listen to two more of your picks in this next block (laughs) as well. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Never Ending Journey from Lost Odyssey, released February 12th, 2008.
You're listening to Main Theme from Super Smash Bros. Brawl, released March 9th, 2008. You're listening to Meow 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 from The Last Story, released August 14th, 2012. So again, yeah, that was never ending journey from Lost Odyssey that we heard there at the beginning. And what I really like about that track is that it starts off so slow and acoustic mm-hmm. and like you get this sense of, you know, you're just you, you can picture yourself because Lost Odyssey, you know, it, it takes place this like feudal war type time. It has this fantastical setting and you can just kind of like picture yourself walking along a battlefield or something with this acoustic playing. And then like midway through the track, Uematsu is like classic, just kicks in with this like acoustic mm-hmm. yep. guitar. It just, oh, <laughs> dude, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. it. It's so such good. a great track, man. It's such yeah. A great track. Only, only a master like Uematsu, I think, could go from one to the other in the same track. 
and keep keep that consistency of sound, the consistency of spirit, and just knock it out of the park with both halves of the track. Yeah. Yeah. That traditional like Japanese flute in the mm-hmm. background at the start too. It, it's such a gorgeous track, man. And, and I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as I definitely do because oh man it's good and i think that's why people i mean if you travel and look at like uh reset era or reddit a lot of times when uh people are talking about microsoft having potential japanese surprises lost odyssey 2 mm-hmm. pops up often people want yeah. a sequel to this game and i wish they would give it to us because it would be so why. good it's, <laughs> it's fantastic be so good. Now, one of the uh, one of the tracks that we heard there in the middle was mm-hmm. one of your submissions for the episode coming from Super Smash Brothers Brawl talking about good. The main theme, you know, I, I had forgotten until you submitted this list that he was responsible for the main theme to Brawl. And when you hear that, it just oh, my God, dude. And, and like a lot of that kind of exists going forward into the future Smash yeah. Brothers games that came the after title Brawl. themes in Smash, uh, of course, Melee's title theme is also fantastic, and everyone is really good. They're all very unique, I think. None of the Smash title themes really sounds the same as any other one. But Uematsu's, I mean, there was a lot of talk around the time about it being... <laughs> um, not necessarily being the best fit tonally or thematically for the game, but to me, I mean, it it's is. drastically different, but it remi- it reminds me a lot of like, uh, what the hell is the one from Ultimate called? Uh, Life Light. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds yeah, Life like Light that. Owes a lot. Like Life, mm-hmm. that, that track from Ultimate sounds like an updated version of the main yeah, theme from it really Brawl. Does. It, it does. I think it owes a lot to um, Uematsu's theme here. And uh, I think that uh, Brawl is not a lot of people's favorite Smash. It actually is, I think, the most nostalgic for me. Um, it was one that I remember being the most excited about it coming out. I had played Melee in college a lot, and Brawl was the first one that came out after I'd graduated from college. It had been a while. I think that might have been the biggest gap between Smash games, was the one between Melee and Brawl. Um, maybe. and I believe so. And when I saw the, the reveal trailers, when I saw that Sonic was going to be in it, I was just, I was ready for this game. Like, I, uh, I was just, and I didn't even, I spoiled myself because I looked at all of the Smash Dojo stuff. Uh, that was the website back then when Brawl was coming out. And Sakurai started his sort of now tradition of rolling out new information about the new characters and everything. And I was excited for this game. And when I booted it up and I heard this main theme, it just blew me away. And of course, the story mode in Brawl, Subspace Emissary, uh, it, it, it was a little bit, it was a little bit clunky, honestly. Uh, they tried to fit the Smash mechanics into something like a platformer brawler, and it got a little bit tedious at times, but I loved it. I just loved Subspace Emissary, and I wish they would bring something like that back. Um, the, the world of light in Smash Ultimate is, eh, it's not really the same because it's just a series of fights. There's like no in-between, no like levels or anything. But I did enjoy it though. I, I definitely enjoyed the world of light. I spent a lot of time there. <laughs> and I think the, um, the opening theme, it really, it's got that sort of that, that big grand epic feel that I think of when I think of Subspace Emissary. And so, yeah, when I saw that this was not on your list of songs that you've played before, I was excited because I really wanted to include this on a new Ematsu list. I'm also <laughs> glad that you included this next track that we heard in the block of music as well from the last story. Uh, yeah, meow, yes. meow, 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 meow. <laughs> 
which is probably the craziest track we're playing today. But one of the catchiest, I think, that we're playing today as well. <laughs> it, it's really good. And it shows how much Uematsu loves classic rock uh, because it's got so many of those like classic motifs in it. And it's just really fun. I have no idea when this plays into last story. I've watched some game footage. I never actually have had a chance to pick this one up. It's kind of a, a gem, a lost gem of the of the Wii era. Yeah, I've and... actually I don't own this either. A buddy of mine actually does, and I've played portions of it, but I've never actually sat down and played this but from yeah, start the to music, finish. Music, of course, it, it's great. Um, it was this one. Was this one Miss Walker as well? It was. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. And. Um, so again, that team kind of reuniting and doing something that I think was kind of a departure. It had a um, kind of a different approach to the combat. Uh, the music doesn't sound a whole lot like anything else Uematsu has done. Um, uh, this, this is definitely a, a very different feel from anything else on the soundtrack. And then um, because this is the last time you are actually here, because once we kick to the next block of music, when we come back, we'll be closing out the show. Uh, you've mentioned it several times on the episode today, but we're going to open up this next block of music with Fantasy Life. And I know that is a, a game that you've actually talked a lot about and, and have a lot of love for. So so tell me about Sky Island theme. I do. Uh, Fantasy Life, it was our first um, single soundtrack focus on my show. Uh, it's one of Dusk Life, my oldest daughter's favorite games, and she joined us for that episode. Uh, if you liked this track, uh, that would be a good one to go back and listen to. Uh, the only other Fantasy Life track you have uh, yeah, you have played on your show was actually a recommendation from me on one of the winter episodes. <laughs> it was. It, it was. I, yep, yeah, it was yep. a, a submission but, from you. <laughs> so you've got both Fantasy yep. Life tracks on the uh, podcast history now. Is I don't know if it's what I would call my favorite track from the game because uh, there's just a lot of really good stuff. But it was the one that really stuck out to me the most on my my first playthrough of Fantasy Life. And when I played through it the first time, I didn't know Uematsu was the composer. It slipped by me. Oh, I nice. Just, I got the game. I played through it. That's and a nice surprise then. The fact. Yeah, it really is. And Sky Island was what really stuck out to me. At first, it's got that, it's got this, uh, well, you'll hear it, but it's got this sort of eerie lead in, but then it falls into a groove and it's just one of the catchiest things you'll ever hear. It's it's super fun. And I remember just stopping when I got to that point in the game, uh, which of course is on a floating island and uh, just kind of bouncing around to this music. And I walked it over to my kids and let them listen. And we all we all love this theme. We didn't play it on my, my uh, our showcase of it because I'm saving it for another episode but I was excited for a chance to play it here yeah and I also really I enjoyed the two tracks that you're going to be playing in this next block um or that you brought um I almost brought something from Oceanhorn oh, did you did you okay because Oceanhorn it's not a game that I'm like in love with I did play it and I did enjoy it because it is this little you know tale inspired by Zelda and really feels like Zelda. And there is a second game actually out. I, I saw it on the Switch, Oceanhorn 2, that I probably will pick up eventually and check it out because it looks now, now this one, if Oceanhorn reminded you of like the Wind Waker, then Oceanhorn 2 is basically Breath of the Wild in terms of the way that it looks and, and like the way that the main characters are. Um, but the track that I chose from Oceanhorn that we're going to listen to at the end of the next block of music, Sailing, I, I chose that specifically because it does sound so similar to the Great Sea from the Wind Waker. And we've talked a lot before how, uh, you know, music from Final Fantasy 
Fantasy VI and Final and, and Link to the Past sounds so similar. And it just kind of made me laugh that Uematsu, so many years later, composing a track for, you know, a game inspired by Zelda can still capture that Zelda style feel to it. And, and dude, he just nails it. And I love it. Like, it just it makes me wish that Uematsu yeah. would have composed a Zelda <laughs> <Yep>. game. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. But yeah, I think it I, really I, does. I've almost played. Uh, I had the forest theme from Ocean Horn on my list for a while until I eventually settled on the tracks I brought. But it's a really great soundtrack. Um, and Fairy Fencer F, I don't think I'd ever heard of before you brought it. Fairy Fencer F is is actually one of my favorite obscure JRPGs. I play a lot of like Compile Heart, Idea Factory. I, I guess like they're just different. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't like them. <laughs> they do a lot of like fan servicey type stuff. But I've always been a fan of the gameplay elements and just JRPG elements. I, I don't really care too much for the stories or that kind of stuff, but I enjoy the gameplay elements of a lot of different things. So when I found out that Uimatsu had done the main theme for Fairy Fencer F before it was releasing, I was really intrigued to hear what it sounded like. And I think he he did a great job with it, man. Like he just he showcases, I think, with the main theme from Fairy Fencer F, like he's very inspired by classical music. And I think that shines here in this yes. track, especially at the beginning when it's just the piano play. It's so beautiful. It reminded me a lot of some of Yoko Shimomura's work in that way, because, of course, she's famous for her piano stuff. And that's to me, that's what's so impressive about Uematsu. I mean, whether he's composing with chips like on some of the first tracks you played tonight or whether he's uh, doing something with a fake DS trumpet, um, the guitar from Lost Odyssey or here, the piano, he just knows his way around a melody and. And he can really make the instruments do what they're designed to do. And it's it's really, really cool. Um, I loved how in, uh, um, and again, you guys will all hear it, but when Fairy Fencer kind of kicks into um, another gear, when it opens up, rather, and it just gets to be this bigger, grander thing, you can almost picture what's going on, even if you've never played it like me. And so, yeah, really, really great stuff. It, it's a super cool piece of music. And, and and definitely, like I said, it, it highlights a lot of Uematsu's strengths. Well, before you let me go, um, the you've mentioned Terra Battle already that we're going to be closing out with. The one thing I really wanted to mention about Terra Battle, it's really cool what, um, what the developers did with this, because I read that... Uh, um, I can never remember his name. Uh, uh, Sakaguchi. Yeah, Hironobu uh, Sakaguchi. Final, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, what Sakaguchi did here is um, he, instead of like a Kickstarter, he did something that he called something like a download starter or something like that. He didn't. He didn't know how he felt about the f the fans actually directly funding the game. So instead, he set goals based on how many downloads the game got. Because as you mentioned, it's a mobile game. And uh, Uematsu, yeah, Uematsu was, uh, was the main composer originally. He composed some extra tracks when they hit their first milestone. When they hit their second milestone, they brought on Yoko Shimomura to compose a few tracks. And then a couple of milestones later, um, they brought on Yasunori Mitsuda to compose a track for, awesome. for the game. I've not so played this. Really, uh, I haven't either. I haven't either. But it's the soundtrack is, as you can imagine, is just phenomenal. And so, yeah, I knew that it shut down and I had to look it up as we were talking about it there. Uh, actually, it was this year. They actually uh, shut the servers down for the game in June of this year. It had released in, in 2014. So. Um, probably never will get to play it at this point, but uh, I, I hope that they come back to console games. I hope that they come back to console gaming 
It would be so good if they did. <laughs> Bedra, thank you so much for, for sitting in and, and chatting about Uematsu and, and just kind of appreciating a lot of the compositions and uniqueness of, of some of the things that we played today. I happen to know that last week you had a special two-part episode of your own podcast that we've mentioned a few times on the episode today. I did. I did. It was a very special kind of bonus for me. It originally wasn't going to be two parts. It was just going to be one episode with me and Alex Messenger and another uh, big-time podcast fan, uh, Carlos, who is uh, um, best known probably for his work with the Supermarcado Brothers. And we were just going to sit around and talk about a few of our favorite podcasts and play some music and that was going to be it. And then eventually it evolved into this big two-part thing with multiple people joining me to talk about different shows. And um, Alex and I actually discuss uh, Beachy Mania a little bit at the beginning of part two. And I played some songs for the different podcasters and we closed out with a, uh, a big special uh, sort of tribute that you actually uh, recorded something for and helped me out with. And it was just, it was a lot of fun to put together. It was one of my first ideas when I started my own show because I really wanted a way to give back to you and all of my other uh, favorite podcast hosts who have given so much time to this you know this thing that's become a huge interest of mine and, and of so many people and just kind of a way to give back because um, it, it, this is a really it's a really positive community I'm sure that you've seen that with the uh, BG Mania fans um, when, when everybody comes to the door with the fact that we have in common this one very obscure <laughs> um, niche of, of pop culture and of art uh, it, it, I think it's easy for us to all kind of get along despite whatever our other differences are and um, so yeah that was kind of my way to, uh, to say thanks is the, that, that two part kind of tribute to VGM Podcasters and you picked the perfect week being Thanksgiving last week and all. Oh, that's just because I dragged my feet so long and I didn't start. <laughs> yeah, almost like it was almost planned, like yes. it was planned. <laughs> all right, man. Well, this will not be the last time your voice is heard on BG Mania. You'll be back, uh, like I said, as a, a regularly featured guest going forward. But until then, besides very good music of EGM podcast that you do every week with your son. Where else can people find you? Well, we're not quite every week yet. We're every other week, but... I'm just so used to saying every week for everything that I yeah, do. get to every week. <laughs> That's right. One of the places where people can find me is uh, patreon.com slash VGM If um, If you do check out the show and you like it and you want to make more of it, one of my goals, uh, once I get uh, enough patronage, is uh, to make VGM VGM a weekly thing. Um, right now, uh, I probably could, but it would, it would be a big stretch but I think after the holidays with some things uh, changing I might be able to do that but um, regardless uh, you can so you can find me at Patreon my home is actually on anchor.fm slash VGM VGM you can find videos that accompany all of my episodes as well as previews for upcoming episodes and a few other little uh, things here and there on uh, YouTube just to search very good music VGM podcast you'll find us and uh, a quick shout out to my son, Shukapau. He is actually getting into composition really, really heavily right now. And if anybody wants to check out some of his music, uh, you can go to flat.io and look up Lloyd Irving for Smash. <laughs> and uh, you'll find some of his compositions. That name always makes me chuckle every time you mention it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's been a pleasure. We're going to kick to this next block of music and I'll be back to close out the show right after that.
You're listening to Sky Island Theme from Fantasy Life, released December 27th, 2012. everybody it's kyle from the media files and if you don't know what the media files is what are you even doing the media files is a pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations every episode a special guest and i will be talking about something happening in pop culture whether it's movies television music books sports video games you name it we'll talk about it subscribe to the media files on spotify apple or wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see you there You're listening to Main Theme from Fairy Fencer F, released October 10th, 2013.
You're listening to Sailing from Oceanhorn, Monster of Uncharted Seas, released November 14th, 2013. That is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of PG Mania made possible, of course, by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop in over to our YouTube channel, that's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames, and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And of course, in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Main Theme from Terra Battle, released October 9th, 2014. Composed, as everything was today, by the amazing, the wonderful, the legendary, one of my favorite composers of all time, 
Mr. Nobuo Uematsu. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.